Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Emerson and Bridget Spackman, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. In today's episode, we're doing a reset. No, not a juice cleanse or anything like that, but (laughs) we are going to share our best tips for getting back on track. When you notice you've gone kind of off course with your planning time, yes, we, we know we know this happens, okay? And we have figured out how to plan more efficiently after spending all that time chatting with your coworkers, and we're gonna share our secrets with you. But first, let's hear a TSH from Amy. Amy says, I am a first year teacher, and the amount of prep to do before the kids come back is overwhelming. I feel like I'm hopping from item to item, idea to idea, and I'm struggling to focus my attention on priorities versus once. I wish I had a new teacher checklist to help me navigate the squirrel shiny object syndrome. (laughs) Amy, first of all, I mean, this is part of being a new teacher. It's this whole you don't know what you don't know until you figure it out. And I know that's not necessarily helpful because it's not a good feeling when you don't know what you're doing or you feel like you're all over the place, but just know it does get easier. I'm going to give kind of two little nuggets here. First, I do have a like beginning of the year. It's not quite a checklist. I have like a list of routines and procedures to teach. And then I also have a list of like questions to ask like coworkers and stuff like that. Um, so those might be helpful, but I think what would be even better for you is as you're doing things, you are going to start creating your own checklist because as much as you would love to just find a pre-made checklist out there, you're never going to find one that's everything you need for your unique situation. So start creating your own. That way next year, it will be that much easier for you so you can reference what you did this year. Bridget, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I completely agree with that. And one of the things that I will say is that after you kind of get through this first year, which the first year is just always harder. It really is. At the end of the year, take pictures of everything that you have going on. And that's going to kind of give you that reminder of here are the things that I really want to keep inside of my classroom. And then here are the things that I really want to be able to improve on. But more than anything, Amy, I think the biggest thing is just keeping things simple. Don't try Mm -hmm. to go above and beyond. Don't try to have every square inch of your classroom decorated. I mean, if I look at my classroom today from my first year, it's a huge huge difference, Mm -hmm. huge difference. So don't feel the pressure that you have to have that Instagram or Pinterest worthy classroom. You don't have to have that. Keep things simple, make connections with the kids. And I think that's going to really help you see your kids growth. And you're going to feel just so much more successful by doing that. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Now, jumping into this episode, we have all had those times where we find ourselves kind of falling off the wagon, so to speak. It's like when you set a New Year's resolution January 1st, and by February 1st, you have completely abandoned it. This happens a lot with our lesson planning as well. We'll have a few weeks where we're on the ball, we get a ton done, and then suddenly a week of planning goes by and we have nothing to show for it. Like Friday rolls around and we're like, what did we even do this week? <laughs> and during those times, it's like our routine kind of becomes 
blurry. We stop doing the things we need to do in favor of distractions or those less important tasks, which kind of goes back to the TSH with those priorities versus those wants. Yeah, for sure. And this happens in other areas of our lives as well, whether it's with fitness, whether it's family events. You know, I know for us that we used to have very specific routines that we had in place, but with the bathroom renovation, a lot of those have gone down the drain. And so I am so (laughs) eager down the drain. <laughs> Michelle, why did you laugh? That was great. Okay, focus. <laughs> but you have, you know, those things that <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. I just, because I don't think you meant to like have that pun in there, <laughs> but it was, it was so on point. <laughs> really bad. Okay. I am focusing myself, guys. That was great. But in all honesty, when you have those family events, you know, whether it's game night or you're just thrown off in your routine, you've gotten busy and things have just stopped. So what we're going to do is share six strategies that you can use to press the metaphorical reset button and get yourself back on track. Starting with strategy number one, which is probably the hardest one to our egos, call yourself out. Yeah. (laughs) Which what we mean by that is identify the problem. Bridget and I are huge on figuring out what the problem is and solving it rather than just using these like quote unquote band-aid strategies that are just hiding what's underneath. So figure out why did you stop doing the things that were working? Because remember, this is all about falling off the wagon. So they were working. What happened? Is it something emotional? Is it physical? What is going on? So for example, If you're not using your planning time efficiently anymore, have you started developing the habit of scrolling on social media? Do you have a plan for how you're going to use the time or are you just going into your planning time willy-nilly hoping to figure it out along the way? Are you getting caught up talking to other teachers? Like figure out what the problem is. Here's another example outside of school. Let's say you were really good at going to the gym consistently, and then all of a sudden you're like, I haven't been in two weeks. Well, why is that? Did you get injured and have to take time off? Did you run out of clean clothes? Y'all, I have been there. I have stopped going to the gym because I hadn't done laundry and I had nothing to wear. Now, don't tell anyone, but although I'm sharing it on the podcast, I just get, I get dirty clothes out of the hamper. I've done that. I've done that. There's no shame. No shame. And Billy always knows because he's like, oh, there's clothes next to the hamper. He's like, what did you get out of there? And I'm like, a sports bra. (laughs) But is it because you feel intimidated at your gym and so you don't enjoy going? Are you doing exercises that you don't love? Are you sore? Are you not seeing progress? Like, what is that reason? Yeah. And once you realize that reason is being used as an excuse, you can move on from there, right? This doesn't mean that your reason isn't valid. Let's just be honest. It can be valid, but it still can be used as a crutch. So you have to do what's right instead of what's easy. And a lot of the times we use these reasons as excuses because it's easier than doing the hard stuff. Let's just be Mm -hmm. honest. You need to come back to your why. And this is where talking to your coworkers and not wanting to be rude because we all have felt that way. Have you felt that way, Michelle? Like you're like, well, I know I need to go and do stuff, but I don't want to be rude and like interrupted Mm -hmm. this person. 
Here's the thing. You have to ask yourself, do you want to be best friends with the person or do you want to get work done so that you can go home at the end of the day and spend time with your family? And you just have to come to that realization and just own it so that way you can fix the problem and move forward. Yeah, because if this is a problem, that means your true why isn't being met. Yes. Because if your why is, I want to be best friends with my coworker, then you not getting your planning done wouldn't be a problem. You're willing to sacrifice you know, time with family and friends or time after school to get planning done so you can talk to your coworker. But if you're feeling like you've kind of gotten off track, that means you are deviating from your why. So that is the first strategy, just calling yourself out. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to jump into strategy number two. Bridget, it's October and that means it's spooky season. Do you know what's super scary? Yeah, walking through a haunted house and something brushes against your ankle. (laughs) Well, yeah, that too. But also, (laughs) this is your last chance to grab our 2022-2023 digital teacher planners before they're gone forever. Oh, that is scary. Where can everyone grab one before they disappear into the night? or at least disappear from the internet, right? You can grab one on our website at teachingonthedouble.com slash store, along with our digital stickers and new planner inserts that can be used again and again in any digital planner. So what you're saying is that teachers should trick or treat themselves before the end of the month? That's right. Head over to teachingonthedouble.com slash store and grab your 2022-2023 digital planner before it's gone. We're back. And strategy number two is to do one of our favorite things, which is a brain dump. So when we brain dump around the reset button, that means we're going to list all the things that aren't going well, (laughs) the things that need to get done and what needs to change in order to make that happen. And this kind of goes with calling yourself out, but you're taking it a step further and you're finding a solution from the problem. So step one or the first strategy, calling yourself out, that's identifying the problem. Now we're trying to figure out a solution for it. So we want to give you some examples and we're going to do a real world example. And then we're going to do like that lesson planning example, because I think this is kind of an area where we all struggle with as teachers. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not using your planning time efficiently, you need to determine what you're lacking with your lesson plannings. And this might be resources that are not printed or activities that need to be planned. You're going to create a list of items that you need to complete for your lessons and a list of resources and materials that you already have planned. And this is going to help you see how much you have and what still needs to be completed. And going back to that example of you stopped going to the gym consistently, Figure out what that why was. So if you stopped going because you were sore, maybe you need to make a recovery plan for yourself to stretch and foam roll and take a hot bath. If you're feeling intimidated at your gym, first of all, you can find a new gym or you could get a trainer who could show you some exercises or you could find a friend to go with you so you're not alone. If your reason for not going to the gym is that you're out of clean clothes, create a plan to get laundry done on a more consistent basis. 
And that may even be like more often than once a week. If you know you only have three sports bras and you're wanting to go to the gym four days a week, you might need to either rewear a dirty sports bra, which is fine. Been there, done that, still do that. But you might also need to do laundry every like four to five days or just go buy more clothes. Like find a solution for the problem. Buying more clothes is my favorite. <laughs> right? Didn't that sound like a good solution? That sounds great. Let's just go with that. Let's not wash clothes. Let's just go buy new ones. <laughs> uh, so the next step is to create a plan for the next day. Now start with just the next step. Okay. Once you have a successful day, you will build that momentum and it's going to help keep you going. It's less intimidating to plan just the next day instead of trying to do like a week or a month at a time. I know for me, sometimes I just need that next day Mm-hmm. because I just can't focus and put myself around it or almost feel like really out of routine. And that next day, if I can really get it planned right, it helps me feel more confident in what I'm going to be planning for the next you know, week or month. So many of us struggle with the all or nothing mentality, but we don't give ourselves enough grace to really follow for consistency, to al- allow for that consistency. <clears throat> so an example of not using that time efficiently for your planning period is look at the next day and just create it like a detailed plan of using a daily planning page, like the one in our digital planners. You can go and check that out on teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store. Break it down into like those 15 to 20 minute increments and use this as a guide for your day. Create a plan during your planning periods so that you can feel motivated in order to get more things done. When you break those things down and you see what you are going to be able to get accomplished, it's going to make that even more tangible than trying to do a really large chunk of time. Yeah. And if you have fallen off the wagon with going to the gym, don't suddenly vow to go to the gym six times the next week. Like you are going to be so sore and that's just going to lead you to falling off the wagon again. So instead plan your gym session for just the next day, get your bag packed. Or if you don't need to pack a bag, maybe you come home first, at least pick out your clothes and have them laying out that way. You know, you have clean clothes. (laughs) If you're going to drink some sort of caffeine before you go, go ahead and make that like your pre-workout, have a list of the exercises you're going to do. Make sure your headphones are charged because there is nothing worse than getting into the the gym and having no headphones. I even have backup headphones in my bag for that very reason. Oh yes. Oh yes. I take it seriously. And then if you're feeling anxious about like starting the workout, literally take it step by step. So start by just putting on your shoes and then just walk to your car and then just drive to the gym and then just walk from the car into the gym and then just warm up, etc. And literally take it these little baby steps at a time until before you know it, like you're done. Yeah. You've gotten it all I done. I can see myself like talking to myself as I'm doing. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. let's just get there. Come on. You can do it. Just drive straight. Turn yes. the car. <laughs> Bridget, I, I do that. And I've been going to the gym for years and I will still have days where I, I don't know how to explain it, but as I get closer to the gym, like I can feel my heart beating faster you're and I get kidding. this like, yes. And I think that's what's interesting is we all go through this where we feel anxious about certain things. And even though like I'm an avid gym goer, I know what I'm doing in the gym. I still get anxious about it sometimes. And so having these strategies is what helps us be able to actually make progress rather than just using that as an excuse. Mm. 
So moving on to strategy four, find an accountability buddy. (laughs) Now your accountability buddy can't be just any Joe Schmo off the street. It needs to be someone I mean, unless Joe Schmo off the street has similar goals to you, it's not going to work. You need someone that is kind of aligned in your vision. And keep in mind, it doesn't have to be someone you know physically or in person. It can be someone far away or even someone you just know online. When Bridget and I, because we don't live by each other, we live on different parts of the country, but when we talk just on the phone or through voice memos or through text messages, we end up feeling so much more motivated because there's times where Bridget's like, oh yeah, I got home and I did X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, well, crap, I need to get more done today. (laughs) So little things like talking on the phone to someone, sending them a voice memo, or even sending them pictures of like, hey, look at what I just did can leave you feeling so much more motivated to get things done. Yeah, for sure. And so with that whole not using your time efficiently for your planning period, you can find a teacher who teaches the same content on your grade level team that's going to be there to help hold you accountable by coming into your classroom and helping you like plan out some of those lessons. You can join a Facebook community. So if you don't have somebody in your building, or maybe you even have a really small building going on and finding that Facebook community and finding somebody on there that you can just kind of throw ideas with and or make a post and say, here's what I got done today. That's going to kind of hold you accountable. You can find another teacher in your district that teaches the same subject. So going back to maybe you're the only ELA, fourth grade ELA teacher in your building, you have other buildings within your district that you might be able to like do a Zoom chat with or, you know, plan in the mornings with or plan after school with. It's really up to you. But you could also have a friend or a relative hold you accountable and they, they might not even be in the teaching realm. However, they might say, hey, if you go and get all your stuff done, let's go and have like a coffee or let's go have a drink after, you know, at the end of the day on this day. And that's going to hold you accountable because you know that if you don't have it done, that friend is going to say, nope, sorry, we have to cancel it because you didn't get your work done. Now you do yep. need to find somebody who's going to stick with it, right? Because mm-hmm. I know for me, I had like a partner. I love her so much, but she just was like, oh, it's fine. Go home. You'll get to another time. And I'm like, no, I need you to be hard on me right now. I need you to tell me, Bridget, you suck. Get to work. (laughs) Okay. Maybe not that hard, but you get the point, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to find someone that's going to give you the love when you need it, but also the tough love when you need it. You know what I mean? And being able to differentiate. So when it comes to the gym and finding an accountability buddy for that, maybe find a friend to go with you. I remember when I was teaching, Billy would always meet me at the gym. So I knew I couldn't skip it because he was there waiting. Maybe you could sign up for a workout class or even do a virtual workout with a friend through Zoom. Maybe you're going to take a picture of your fitness watch or your sweaty face after your workout and you're going to send it to your friend to be like, hey, look, I got my workout done. You can even start a challenge on your Apple watch with a friend or a family member, or you can join a Facebook group. There are so many options out there to help you establish that consistency because there is someone holding you accountable. So the last piece of this is to get inspired. And this means to find ways to help keep that motivation going. Now, we talk a lot about motivation versus discipline 
discipline. And yes, you do need to have discipline, but at the same time, motivation is really, really helpful. So you have to have a little bit of both. And I think there's that finding the balance between the two. So find ways to motivate yourself and get you excited again. Um, So if you're looking at planning and using that time efficiently, you might want to get a new planner or maybe some planner stickers or some really fun pens to get you excited and wanting to motivate. You might find some quotes that are going to inspire and motivate you or try a new activity or a fun lesson to help get you excited again. Um, You can even start looking for inspiration online, which is Instagram, Facebook, or Teachers Pay Teachers. But just be careful that when you are looking online that you maybe even put a timer on and just say, I'm going to look for this amount of time because one, you don't want to get sucked down the hole, but two, I know for me, if I'm on it a lot, I start to feel really down about myself as a teacher. And that's not helpful at all. So set a timer, go online, look for things, but then get off when it's done. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. When it comes to like gym motivation, maybe you're going to get yourself some new workout clothes or make a new gym playlist. I love to make a new one like once a month just to keep it fresh. Maybe you're going to buy yourself a new pre-workout or protein powder or a new water bottle to use. Maybe you're going to start a new workout program or you're going to plan a reward for yourself when you reach a goal. Right now, I have powerlifting me in about a month and I already have a list of food places I'm going to eat afterward. Can't wait to hear <laughs> that it. That is my motivation. <laughs> uh, maybe you're going to surround yourself with quotes that really resonate and motivate you or watch a motivational video or listen to a podcast. I've used this hack before when I didn't want to go do it. Like I would find a motivational, like super cheesy video on YouTube, but I'd watch it and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to, I'm ready to rock it. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the sixth and final strategy that we are going to share, which is to stay grounded in your why. I've shared this on other episodes, but I'm going to share it again because I do really like it. If you don't know your why, you will lose your way. Okay. Your why is what tethers you to your goals. And ultimately, this is where that discipline comes from. You have to think about why you're doing what you're doing and what your deeper purpose is. So for me, I know like when I think about my planning period and using that time efficiently, you know, my why is my family. So I know that I want to leave at the end of my contract hours so that I can spend more time with my family so that I can be present for my kids during these like precious years when I know like Ian, he's not going to be around me like in the Mm -hmm. next four or five years, he's going to end up leaving very soon. So I want to take his time and cherish it as much as I possibly can. But your why might be exactly like mine, or it might be that you want to make a difference in a student's life, or it might be that you want to start a new hobby or even read that book that's been on your nightstand. Define that why for you. Yeah. When it comes to like getting healthy and your gym goals and whatnot, are you trying to get healthy so you can live longer and be around for your family and friends? Do you have certain aesthetic goals? A lot of people think that's like super vain and I think it's okay to want your body to look uh, a certain yeah. way. <laughs> are you looking to compete in something or are you trying to set a good example for your family? Are you trying to prove to yourself that you can stick to something? Ironically, recently, my mom, 
I was having dinner with her and my dad and we were talking about powerlifting and she was like, okay, but what's the point of all this? Like, why, like, why are you doing this? And I think she was just genuinely trying to understand my, not obsession with it, but like my passion for it. And it's something I had to kind of reflect on on myself because I do have goals, but it's not about winning certain things or getting certain records for me. I know how much confidence it has brought me and how much happier I am as a result of that confidence. And so for me, like that's my bigger picture is feeling confident in myself and my abilities. So quick recap of those six strategies. First, call yourself out, figure out that problem. Second, brain dump so you can start to find some solutions. Three, create a plan for just the next day. Take those baby steps. Number four, Find an accountability buddy, someone who has similar goals and can help, you know, keep you accountable. Number five, get inspired. Motivation is important and it can really help you during those tough times. And then finally, number six, stay grounded in your why, because if you don't know your why, you will lose your way. So if you're looking for some motivation or even for some resources to help you with this planning piece, you can head over to our website, teachingonthedouble.com, and you can go to our store to check out our amazing planners. We also have inserts for lesson planning units and even stickers that will just make your heart super happy. (laughs) We would also love for you to submit your time-sucking hurdle. We want to know what is your TSH right now, and you would have a chance to be featured right here on the podcast. And we would also love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can get notified when we drop our new episodes, which is on Thursday mornings. And if you are listening on Apple, please make sure to give us, leave us a review over on iTunes. It really does help us get into the ears of so many other teachers. And we just like hearing from you. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.